Ladies and gentlemen, it's time to get 70s freaky with the third installment of the Marvel TV series, series, WandaVision. And with me to discuss this ongoing serial of pop culture retro sitcoms, it's a man who no doubt can attest to the fact that pregnancy and birth is apparently incredibly uh, easy and clean and you can just go in and uh, in the same outfit and it's <laughs> not even like a little bit dirty or bloody or anything. It's just like the cleanest, oh. most simple operation that you'll ever, ever encounter. It's too late. <laughs> hello, Natalie. Hello, everyone. Yes, as someone who was sprayed with blood from my child's umbilical cord during the birth of my child, uh, I can tell you that, yes, it uh, it's totally uh, clean and antiseptic. It's totally fine. <laughs> okay, Stu, wow, way to go opening the podcast with that. <laughs> I did not know that. Have I not told that story? Oh, no, no I got, I got um, fully sprayed with a burst of umbilical cord blood during the birth of my child. Oh, my God, that's like right, a horror Right movie. in the face. Oh, it, it copped wow. me. Wow. Yep. <laughs> How did you react in that moment? Or were you just... Uh, I, kind of, I kind of was in just in a general ongoing state of shock throughout most of the <laughs> process. So, like, it was just one more thing that happened. Uh, yeah, it was the whole thing. So, was that, like, at what point of the... I mean, I'm sorry to ask for details, and uh, obviously, um, yeah, wow, this is this is a this is a nice <laughs> horror show. I don't mean, I mean, look, Chloe Giant Spain is a beautiful wonder and a treasure to behold. Exactly. Wonderful, wonderful but, child. But as I can, I can show you pictures of the birth uh, because uh, we took them, and uh, oh, they wow. are like something out of a slasher movie. It's, it's absolutely <laughs> astonishing. Uh, she was a cesarean birth, so there was a there was oh, that whole thing to get okay. through. But like, you know, even a baby who's born through normal means you know covered in blood and ichor and everything else you know it's yeah. just a thing it's just you know that we come into the world covered in terrifying goo yeah yeah, so, yeah, yeah. You know, we are born from horror we return to horror that's indeed. the nature of humans so did that happen like as they cut the cord then yeah and so so uh yeah so so chloe was born and she came out and and they kind of hold her up and say hey you know check it out <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, you know, she has this cord trailing off her because, of course, they do. Yeah. And they, they make the first sort of cut, so they, they, they get rid of the, the major sort of lump of the umbilical cord, and then they, they let you sort of have a have a sore at it later, basically. It's, it's sort of a two-stage process. They don't let the dad do the important cut, but you get to do the cosmetic cut later on. But but they do it in front of you. It's all in front of you. So as they were sort of soaring through, and my, my daughter had quite a thick umbilical cord, so they kind of had to really get in there and start soaring through it. Oh and as they sort of soared through it, so, sorry to anyone who's eating or having lunch while <laughs> I'm describing this. As they were soaring through it, like it, it sort of cut into one of the, the blood vessels that are in the umbilical cord. And just this gout of blood throughout, like a horror movie sort of amount of blood spurted out directly onto me. Oh, my um, God. So half my face was sort of covered in blood, oh my <laughs> which God. had to be hastily. Isn't that, isn't that of, that's, that's like the good blood, isn't it? Cord blood? That, that's good, yeah. That, that's it's the good, the good stuff. Yes, yeah, yeah. so, I mean, you know, I was you know, feeling great. Like, people pay thousands of dollars for that stuff. I got yeah. it for free. Some Hollywood um, celebrities slapping it on their face to get stem cells or something. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> that was the good stuff. So, yeah, no, it just went all over me. So I had to do a quick cleanup before we took any pictures. Wow. <laughs> Fortunately, like you're in you're in a gown and everything like that, so I didn't get it on my clothes, but it just sort of got all over my face. Wow. So is... a little bit different to what we saw yeah. here, which was probably intentional because this is a sitcom. Yes, and I know. In sitcoms, uh, babies are born and they are instantly swaddled, and there's no blood or, yeah. or nastiness. And they're just and there's no like 
dam not damage i suppose there's no change to the woman's body the mother's yes. body no, no, no. She, she immediately snaps back it's just immediately uh yeah it, it really did remind me just uh, obviously this is the 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 end result of this episode is or the whole point of this episode is is wanda her magic mysterious speedy pregnancy so of course she's going to give birth by the end of it uh, which she does weirdly enough behind a couch they kind of put her behind yeah. a couch yes. because they they're living up to the well that's right they're living up to the sort of the premise that there's an audience there so you can't have a woman uh delivering a child in full view of the audience so you just have to have her bottom half of her body obscured by a couch yes. um, <laughs> was there was there a couch in the delivery room with these chairs <laughs> No, there is, there is a modesty screen. Um, they, they don't yeah. they don't subject you to the full horror that's that's happening uh, down at the other end. Yeah. Uh, but they, there is a there is a screen that sort of goes up to to spare you from that. But then it's it's like a, I I always say it's like a magic trick because the screen goes up and then they actually <laughs> drop it down at the end and, and suddenly it's like ta da. Maybe. Yeah, and so. then you're like, oh my god, it's a rabbit! How did that... <laughs> oh no, no. <laughs> Have you heard of that story of the woman who I want to? I don't know. One day I want to write a play about it. I like to write plays about all sorts of things. There was a woman, like I think, um, in the early. Oh, is this the woman who claimed to have given birth to a rabbit? Birth to rabbits? Yes, yeah. yes, I have heard this. Like yeah. multiple rabbits. And uh, Mary Toft, that was her name. Yeah. Early 1700s, that's right. And, she, and like, obviously it was a scam, but like it was this bizarre, a, long-running scam that she did. Yeah, but it seemed to have been like her, but also other people were in on the scam. And they and, and it got like, like the king's surgeon uh, was like, no, 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 this is totally true. It's happening. She's giving birth to rabbits. Uh, mm. It's a thing. It just it got everybody. Everyone was like, "Oh yes, of course, rabbits. It makes sense." Uh, yeah, look, <laughs> look her up, Mary Toft. It's a it's a fun yarn. Um, but yeah, so I just wanted to say that I I remembered sitcoms like I think probably like Full House or anywhere where they had people pregnant, and yeah, they would have they often would have. What, what would you call them, like funny births? You know, oh, no, they're in the middle of this place and they can't get to the hospital. Or, oh, no, you've got to deliver it yourself. Like that's classic sitcom kind of thing. Yeah, thing. totally. It's classic sitcom stuff. I don't know. I, look, oh, mm. clearly it's not an area I know a lot about. I uh, my, <laughs> my face is as yet unbaptized by the umbilical cord blood of a child. <laughs> you, um, you always forget. You, you never forget your first time. <laughs> But yes, it was such a sanitized pregnancy and, yes. you know, two babies just, it was like they came out totally swaddled in a cloth with. <laughs> yeah, with they, came, they came pre-swaddled. Pre-swaddled. Which, I mean, given, given that this is something slightly off in this universe, maybe they did. Yeah, true, true, true. I was actually thinking for a while there because of the stalk that like the stork was actually going to bring the babies and they would be in the bedroom. <laughs> like, yeah, that she would just, sort of open the door and, and they would already she, be in there. She would like magic them out of herself because she can magic everything else. Anyway, let's do our minute challenge. We yes. put a minute on the clock and uh, we talked about things that are in this episode that we remembered. Do you want to go first, you? Um, yeah, I can go first this, this time. So the first thing on my list is actually, having watched this episode, which I, I found quite enjoyable and fun, I do miss the 50s and 60s, though. I, yeah, I kind yeah, yeah, of yeah. miss that aesthetic. I wouldn't have hated if they'd stuck with that throughout the whole thing. I, I like what they're doing, where they're sort of progressing up. It's sort of like starting down deep and sort of coming back to the real world in, in many ways. Like, like yeah. So there's, there's sort of a, a, a surfacing element to it. Yeah, like an Inception style. Exactly, yeah, you're coming up through, through the layers. Yeah. 
but you know, I, I I really liked, especially the '60s, but but even the '50s, like that, just that that aesthetic that they had going. I really liked it. So well, we remember, sort of have... I said I said last podcast that I, I was kind of sad that they went into color mm. so quickly. End of episode two, and they were into color. And yeah. I, as I said, I understand why they're moving up. But yeah, the the '50s and the '60s, I think, is is with the black and white way more iconic maybe it was because they were having more interactions with the community in those two episodes whereas this That's one true, was yeah. this one was very much about just the two of them negotiating this speed pregnancy hmm. um so they didn't have a lot of interactions they had a couple of ones that were a bit weird but you didn't have the sort of life in the community that they're trying to fit into yeah. element absolutely yeah no i totally agree yeah this is sort of in many ways this is a bridging episode it's sort of getting them from one state to another and and i think next week we'll probably have more interaction with the community again because they'll have kids and yeah you know that'll just be a thing so yeah it'll be interesting but, but yeah I, I did miss the aesthetic the next item on my list was twins tommy and billy is that from the comics or that is from the comics i noted the i noted the name so tommy and billy are the name of wanda's two children from the comics which suggests okay. that something similar will happen to them in this show that has happened to them in the comics okay uh, and i guess not going you're, to be great. you're not going to tell me that because that would be spoilering it is well i mean you know like the, the information is out there if you want to see that they may not do exactly what uh happened in the comics in the show but it's telling that they have definitely called them the same names yeah that'll be interesting yeah and not thomas and william but tommy and billy <laughs> tommy and billy yeah <laughs> well that was a, it was a cute kind of little argument about tommy or billy and then the first one came out and and, and they and they did the oh. they did the fantastic sitcom thing, which is you know they had the argument the whole the whole time, yeah. and then Vision Vision like says no 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 it's going to be Tommy. It's Tommy, yeah. And then and then they both win because they have twins. Yeah. You know it was yeah. very cute. It was a cute little sitcom thing. Like again, they're committing to the bit. I like it. It's really cool. That's right. Having said that, like I, I maybe this might be. Oh no, I'll, I'll talk about it in a second. But I mean, the, the next item on my list was who is Geraldine, which I just sort of threw out there because I know who Geraldine is, but I thought it was really interesting. Uh, her well, she had onto this this episode. Yeah, it was it turns really collegial and friendly and nice, but then kind of weirdly menacing. Well, I don't know. She didn't. She didn't strike me as evil. And I, I did see the necklace that had a sword in it. Yes. Uh, so I assume that she's part of that sword organization that you mentioned. Yes. I mean, it makes a lot of sense if, if she's the cat and you know, she's the, she's the character that has already been released. So we, we know who she is theoretically. Uh, it, it makes sense for her to be, you know, working for sword. Um, but then that raises a couple of questions because. She seems to not quite have a grip on who she, of, on where she is, and she also is new in town. Yeah. Right? So she's not part of Westview, and Agnes specifically is like, who is she? Like we haven't seen her before. Like we're a bit we're a bit you know suspicious of her because something she isn't right with her. She's not from here. She doesn't have a house. She doesn't have a home. So that's really interesting. But then, but then I noticed in this episode more than the previous, I assume they existed in the previous ones, uh, but I noticed it in this one, I think, because of the colour. But they had much more um, obviously fake backdrops. Yes, like yeah, the, yeah, the, they did, yeah. The front house <laughs> set was clearly a set and they had yes. big scrims with the, you know, well, 
those perspective kind of of, of the you know uh, houses either side, gardens yes, either side. Absolutely, and, and yeah, that's right. Like when Herb is sitting there um, trimming the hedge, like he is very clearly standing just in front of a. Of of like a backdrop screen. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I was like, when they were saying, you know, she doesn't have a home, it's like, well, none of you have a home. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> You're exactly. literally standing in front of a, a, a two-dimensional screen. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. Um, so I didn't know whether that – and then they were saying something like, oh, we're all part of – we're all part of – we're all part of – and he couldn't quite get the words out, and then Agnes stopped him. Yeah, so there's something going on there. So it makes me think that maybe Geraldine isn't – the bad guy but if that's the case then maybe maybe she was slightly naive and gave too much away or 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 looked too guilty to wanda because obviously wanda expels her at the end which is probably sure exactly well, am i getting too far ahead of myself <laughs> no 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 no. Well, well no no that, that's that's we can definitely talk about that because yeah she uh was ejected from westview you i think you need to leave Wanda says, uh, showing a glimpse of how powerful she really is and just sends her literally flying out of Westview, which we see at the very end of the episode is completely surrounded. Is an actual town, apparently, but is completely surrounded in a bizarre um, colour chrome force field. Truman Show style bubble. Truman Show style bubble. Yes, exactly. Um, When she comes out, we get those sort of TV phosphor dots sort of coming out. Yeah, yeah. Which is very interesting. But, and that's the thing, so she lands. And she's still in that same outfit. Still in the outfit. So, So, yeah, whatever's going on translates out to the real world, but then she's surrounded by guys armed with guns. So, like, are they just being cautious? Like, was she not supposed to be in there? Mm. You know, I've seen a theory. I can't take credit for it, but it's a very good putting together of pieces because we've seen someone watching her on a a screen. Yes. And we've seen someone saying, you know, who's done this to you? We've seen someone trying to get a message through to her saying, who's done this to you, blah, blah, blah. And there was none of that this episode. There was none of that this episode. But um, we we saw in the previous episode (laughs) Wanda find a toy helicopter with the sword logo on it. Oh, yes. And in the same episode, Geraldine showed up, right? And she has a sword logo on her pendant. Yes. Right? So did she try? Did she gain access to the to the thing by flying a, a helicopter? Like, like, did she get in, and the the world has basically swallowed her up and incorporated her? Oh, okay. So it's a real world then. It's not just Wanda's kind of coma vision thing. Well, that I mean, that's I mean, we we basically had that confirmed this episode. Yeah, I guess we did. Wanda's, it's not in Wanda's head. Yeah, there's an external reality. Like so, there's a there's a a town called Westview that is surrounded by a force field, and inside we're at the whims of this person yeah because the doctor he said i hope you get away to your holiday and he's like oh i don't think we'll go small towns you know hard to escape yeah with this kind of look at vision like hard to escape small towns so maybe they're all actors in there truman show style well that's it well well they're, yeah they're either they're all actors who are keeping an eye on wanda or wanda is keeping everyone in there for some reason and uh, every once in a while, the mask slips and i don't know which one i want to be true uh, I can't figure out whether it would be more satisfying either way. I don't know. That's a very good point. It's like, oh, there's two 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 ways this could go. Yeah, I, like I either, either she's being kept there yeah. against her will or she's keeping everyone against their will, and I'm not sure which one I'd prefer. <laughs> it's interesting. Spe- speaking of which, so, I mean, there, there's that conversation between Agnes and Herb that Vision sort of gets drawn into. Agnes very specifically doesn't want to tell Vision anything. She's not... She's clearly terrified 
and then sort of snaps back into character. Yeah. Uh, which makes me think, like, again, like, it's it's just interesting that, you know, she's sort of put in the... I mean, I said earlier, I'm, I wasn't sure whether she was someone who was deliberately sort of keeping an eye on things, but she seemed genuinely terrified this episode, mm. so maybe that puts pay to it. Although it's interesting because... Geraldine kind of took her spot this episode. Like, given yeah. what we've seen in the last two episodes, you would expect Agnes to be the one sort of breaking in to, to yeah. muck around. But that's, instead, it was Geraldine. And Agnes I, is outside sort of saying, oh, oh, you know, who is that lady? You know, like, what's what's her deal? She, she doesn't belong here. Mm. I definitely felt like when the door went ding, ding, as Wanda was going into labour, I thought, oh, this is going to be Agnes because that's what's yeah. happened the previous two episodes it's been a ding ding hey here's your neighbor but it wasn't it was Geraldine and then Wanda attempts to hide her very obvious pregnancy from <laughs> for about five minutes and then it all you know is revealed yeah absolutely um, so I mean it's interesting that Geraldine is the one there for the birth of the twins it's mm. not Agnes so yeah that that puts Geraldine in a different kind of class of character like she's she's a helper maybe or maybe she's more needed I don't know what I'm trying to say here but like is she is she more important because she's helping with the delivery of twins or as you say is she more of an interloper that she's just come in and is usurping Agnes's place yeah and like what are her intentions like if she's if she's sort of messing with what was originally going on is she there to help Wanda is she there to hinder Wanda or someone else like well what's actually going on I think that's going to be really interesting to sort of pick apart because I'm trying I'm trying to sort of think about how to put this she never seems menacing she's seems frustrated no. like she seems like you know there's one point where she literally goes come on Wanda <laughs> like you know as if she can't like she wants to help her but but she's sort of having to force her way through this charade that's going on so yeah no it's just it's just interesting to sort of piece that out and sort of go oh you know and, and then she ends up overplaying her hand because they have the conversation about Pietro uh yes. Quicksilver Yes. So, you know, that that was really interesting. And that was another example of the sitcom tropes fall away so subtly that you don't actually realise that they've gone away until she just starts talking normally and the camera angles all sharpen up and suddenly there's no laugh track and you've completely forgot that there was a laugh track to that's, start with. Yeah, that's right. There was the laugh track disappeared. And it became more movie-like in the in the way the cameras were doing the yeah, reverse Yeah, it became more what we would expect out of a, an MCU show. Mm, so, it yeah, no, it's, it's, it's really interesting to sort of see I those think, little moments happen. It, would you say it became like single cam as opposed to multi-cam? Yeah, definitely, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, it became a single camera, like, action drama show as opposed to a, a, a multi-camera sitcom. Mm. Because Geraldine came in and she was all kind of the annoying, distracting neighbour to begin with, mm. you know, trying to tell Wanda about her day and Wanda's trying to disguise her pregnancy and also the stalk, which yes. I guess, <laughs> I again, I'm like, it obviously was a real stalk or was it? You know, clearly it was a metaphor, but was it a real metaphor or just a metaphor <laughs> of a metaphor? Because... What what an amazing sentence! And then it, it blended into the stork painting on the babe on the baby's room wall. Mm, it kind of yes. hid itself in plain sight. So, it yeah, I I was trying to work out like how because she was trying to puff it or magic it away in red smoke, and it just kept coming back. It wasn't it didn't go anywhere. Yeah, so we we did... wonder if that means something or whether that's just like a fun bit of business like that was going on. Yeah, I don't there's some the color red I feel has, obviously we've talked about that's her color. She's the scarlet witch. So but why she's been able to make things disappear with no effect 
And in this one, she's try, obviously trying some sort of obfuscation spell or trick or something. But, I mean, we, we do know that her powers are going haywire because she's pregnant, so... That's true, too. Yeah, everything's, you know, on, everything's yeah. on the fritz. Again, Stu, it's a metaphor. <laughs> it is yeah. a metaphor. It's funny because he asks her a lot, like, how are you feeling? Uh, you might have sore ankles and back and all this stuff. She's like, no, I feel fine. I'm just excited. But actually, everything's kind of wrong. Yeah, exactly. Like, like the world, like she's feeling okay, but like everything around her is going it's, crazy. It, yeah, it's manifesting elsewhere. Yeah, that's yeah. It's it, it's interesting that they've decided to go that way. Continue um, on with your list. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So I mean, on, on the similar sort of theme. So um, the moment where Herb starts cutting through a concrete wall with a pair of hedge trimmers. Yeah, what the hell? Was like Lynchian in its yeah. in its imagery. Have we met Herb before? I feel like we have. He was at the the uh, neighborhood watch meeting. I'm pretty sure. That's um, right. So, yeah. so we have met him before, but, but I, I didn't think, um, think he yeah. was a neighbor. I didn't think he was a direct next door neighbor. No, I didn't think so either. Yeah, so that that's interesting. What I noted about that was that as he was cutting through the concrete wall, it what it actually looked like was like someone with like a like a blowtorch cutting through a metal door. Yes. Right. Yes. Like it, it looked like it looked like that effect, like like that someone trying to cut through a metal door with a blowtorch. And it wasn't a direct line; it was sort of an angled. Yeah. Line. I didn't know if that had significance. Yeah, I'm trying. No, I'm trying to look for significance or... in everything in this show now. Well, it's exactly. Like... Yeah, yeah, exactly. It, it's got you like looking for little clues everywhere. There, there are probably like actual like hidden little Easter eggs that just went straight past me. But yes, no, I mean. Oh, I was... I'm sure. <laughs> it would definitely that that was a weird moment and vision has the weird moment then where he he's kind of weirded out and doesn't quite know what's going on and he kind of ducks he sees there and he ducks back inside and he says to to wander he goes like i think something's very wrong here and then we get an edit yes oh yes i forgot the edit we get a, an explicit on-screen edit where she's like nope and he zips back and he's like oh i'm just but so it, worried about just, you and the baby it's a cut it's just a big cut but then he's no he actually comes back to say oh, i i think things are going to be fine or something doesn't he say yeah well he he says he says i'm just so you know i i'm, I'm just so you know exci- yeah excited, excited for you yeah. and the baby or something like that like you know it's yeah. something very different like like yes. so whatever he was onto it's been wiped yes and he's back to being dutiful sitcom oh, dad. so interesting so maybe this is in fact like vision working out what's going on as well well yeah like, i mean it, it definitely seems like you know if anyone's going to its vision who is who is closest to wanda and who also you know is is a superheroic character himself but yeah like you know he's sort of starting to figure out that something isn't right but you know he's kind of gets stopped in his track so it makes you i mean I, I think we'll probably see something like that again in the next couple of episodes um and then the final thing in my list was just uh hydra soak release oh, the goddess gosh. within I'll find the goddess within. I forgot that. Yeah, I was watching because I was like, oh, my God, it's the ad. Let's see if we were correct. Nope. No, we weren't. Um, no. <laughs> so, I mean. They went Hydra again. They went Hydra again. So, more I'm not sure whether that. More yeah. explicitly. Yeah. Hydra soak. Uh, and it's all about, you know, setting up. The, the ad is all about uh, retreating into a fantasy world. Oh, yeah. So, and also you've got kids and it's too hard to run around after them. So yeah, exactly. Go have a nice <laughs> bath and. I'm surprised I didn't think about hydra, hydra, hydration, bath time because yeah, that's <laughs> it was very big in the 70s to get some soap and sit in a bath. Uh, I have no, I just don't know why I said that. I've got no evidence. 
I was like, I'm pretty sure that's still a thing. Oh, no, no. Sorry. I guess what I mean is it's definitely a thing now, but was it something that started being advertised in the 70s like, hey, ladies, or hey, busy mums, are you tired and need a refresh? Oh, what's the one I'm thinking of? Do you remember the Cussins ad, the Imperial Leather? You know, yes, yes, exactly. Tah- yeah, yeah, yeah. Tahiti looks nice. <laughs> Simon, Tahiti. Tahiti. It's like this super rich family living on a jumbo jet, but like taking baths, just like lying in the bath. Uh, and the whole idea of Cousins Imperial Leather, which is one of the cheapest soaps you can buy at the grocery store. But because it's called Imperial Leather, it's like, oh, it's fancy. Imperial and so, leather. well, that's right. That's sort of the, a touch of luxury in your home. And you're like, oh, yes, I can buy this dollar soap and feel like I should be on a 747 in a bath. Uh, of course, now ads like that would just get you in trouble on Twitter and it'd be like, kill the rich. Bleh. <laughs> you know. But I'll never forget Tahiti looks nice. Simon, Tahiti. Tahiti Most, yeah. Mostly because my brother's name is Simon. So all the time, you know, it would just be Simon, Tahiti. <laughs> Simon, Tahiti. Uh, call in if you know the, if you remember that Cousins advert from the, <laughs> 80s. It was like late 80s, early 90s. I remember just going, how fancy is that? How fancy. They're on a plane in a bath and the plane just goes wherever they decide to go. Oh, oh that's you know, the fanciest. It's the fanciest. And you don't even think about things like, well, what about a flight manifest? And are they just circling like the Pacific Ocean until they decide what to do? Like, are they <laughs> going to run out of petrol? Like, who's serving them? How do they, what do they do with all that empty bath water? Are they just spraying it out over the Pacific? There's a lot of questions that that ad did not answer. And, and I need it. <laughs> My brain is so disconnected at the moment, so this is why I'm, I'm, I'm very much having a WandaVision-style uh, advertising moment. Uh, yes. But, yes, Hydrosoak was uh, was a good ad, and I was wrong. Um, we'll have to – what do we think will be the next ad, given that we got the, the shoes and the – Well, this uh, is it. I don't, I don't know now. I mean, we, we had the – we had the, uh, the, the toaster and then the uh, – the the watch the hydro the strucker watch yeah but and see that was that was like a man thing it was like the toaster was oh this makes your life convenient ladies and then the watch was hey you're a man you'll get the ladies with this watch and mm. then this one was hey busy mums so maybe if we go like it's a woman a man a woman this week like a product for a mm. woman, product for a man then if we go next week, might be a product for a man. Maybe it'll be something like for dads, or maybe like a kids' playset, or. Well, that's true. Or, or maybe it'll, maybe it'll toys. be the running shoes, like you know, or, or yeah. yeah. Now, now or the kids are involved. Kids' toys, like a like an Iron Man or something, maybe a. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah exactly. Or I, I I suggested they could have like an Ultron like robot, like toy robot. Yeah, that's or right. Something like that. I so should... maybe that maybe we we missed we were just a little bit early on them. Yeah. So I still think that's a good good chance. Um, either something to do for like dads or for kids. I think. Yes. Unless I'm just picking a pattern where there isn't one, based on a sort of a cliched idea of totally, the yeah. happy housewife needs a toaster, and then the confident man needs a good watch, and then the stressed mum needs a bath. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the pattern that I'm picking up on. Absolutely, let's yeah. See, no, very let's well see spotted. how we see how we go. Any more on uh, your list, or no, no, that, that's all. That's all my list. So, what, um, what did you have in yours? Um, okay, so I mentioned the stalk, and I found that quite bizarre. I mentioned the the Truman Show style bubble, or something's mm-hmm. happening out there. Geraldine got expelled 
in costume and then all those trucks pulled up. Yeah. And were they holding guns at her? Was that the whole sort of like... They were. They, they were pointing guns at her, yes. Yeah, so, so that's interesting. You suggest she wasn't supposed to be there? Oh, so maybe she was an interloper. Yeah, but but one who was there to help Wanda maybe or, or who knows? Yeah. I mentioned the fake backgrounds. I mentioned the uh, incredibly sanitised pregnancy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Oh, sorry, something with the Truman Show bubble. Sorry, just before I get off that. When that scene ended and, like, Vision comes back in and says, oh, where did Geraldine go? It's like she had to leave. You actually saw the format of the screen change. So I don't know my TV formats necessarily, but you know how, um, like, older TV Oh, yes, yes, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, absolutely. It goes it goes from 4 by 3 to widescreen. Yes, that's what I mean. Yes. Yeah, so <laughs> yeah, absolutely. all the TVs have had the 4 by 3 and it kind of had the black bars at the side and then totally. all the, those black bars draw back like the curtains at a cinema. And then absolutely. The, the real life in quotation marks. Um, so that was another little technical, I guess, Easter egg or. Yeah, quick. no, I love that. Yeah, I meant to, I can't believe I didn't write that down because I, when I saw that, I was like, I, I just sort of giggled in delight because that was amazing. Yeah. Like, you know. But that's okay. Uh, you remembered the edit. I forgot to write down the edit. And that, was, <laughs> and that was such an obvious, there was not even a, she didn't even say anything to prompt that. It was like a no, it was just, it cut straight back to him standing yeah. up going, I'm just this. And I went, wow. I mentioned the, oh, you mentioned Herb cutting the brick fence. That yes. was really, as you say, Lynchian. Like it was really creepy. He's just like looking at him cutting through the, yeah. like a brick, it was like a brick wall. It was it was a cinder block wall, yeah. Yeah, cinder block, that's the one. Gosh, cinder blocks are so evocative, aren't they? They're, they're, very, they're very over time. <laughs> yeah, they just, whenever I see them or being used for walls or something, it's like, oh, wow, this kind of takes me back to a, a time that I don't, like I don't, really remember living with cinder blocks but I think they were just around like people would have walls in their garden or barbecue set up in cinder blocks and <laughs> yeah a strange strange piece of um building material I guess yeah um oh the the speed pregnancy device is clearly not original I assume that these comics predate but there are lots of shows my favorite one is of course Xena and Gabrielle uh, Gabrielle got infected by the god Dayhawk in the temple that turned out to be Stonehenge in Xena Warrior Princess, mm. subsequently gave birth within about a week of uh, realising that she was pregnant. Uh, the child <laughs> Hope uh, and then uh, grew up incredibly quickly. It was the personification of evil. Sure. Uh, the god Dayhawk, Xena tried to kill the child. Gabrielle kept stopping her. That's why the child was called Hope, because maybe she could be good. But actually, no, she is really evil. Uh, ends up killing Xena's son, um, Zor Zor Zolan. Zolan. Ends up killing Xena's son, Zolan, and then the subsequent bitter divide between Xena and Gabrielle, who are, you know, thick as thieves, but then Gabrielle's crazy demon daughter kills Xena's actual human son, and then they end up throwing each other off a cliff and they go down underwater, and that ends up being the first musical episode of Xena. So just a little bit of pop culture history there for you. <laughs> this is what can happen with demonic speed pregnancies. Uh, the other one that I, I remember ranting at going, they're just copying Xena, uh, was Angel. I think Angel had a baby, had yes, a son. Yeah, yeah. Had, a, had a son that was magically uh, grew suddenly, up in a, suddenly a teenager, yeah. Yeah, grew up in a different dimension and then went on to be in Mad Men, I think, uh, <laughs> that guy. But, yes, I, I, I assume it's probably been in the comics a lot over the years, like children that grow up, certainly in soap operas. <laughs> mm, yes. 
<laughs> I know, like people in soap operas are like 50 and they're like great grandparents and they've you know it's like oh here's my grandchild who's now 30 with their own kids because they age people in soap operas uh, <laughs> so yeah it's a, a, a fun way I guess of getting a new character in if you can magic away their uh childhood yes exactly yeah yeah just get rid of the pesky bit where they're not interesting yes exactly and, uh, yeah get them age them up to the point where they can say lines yeah well that that's why they have to do it in soap operas because they need to get like more blood into this because everyone just keeps sleeping with each other yes uh, they need to get the kids in so they can have some more storylines <laughs> to age the kids up because literally you'll be watching a soap opera and some kid uh, not that i look Stu, you remember there was a time in the newsroom when we used to always tune into the bold and the beautiful <laughs> <laughs> just before the just before the I do, it was it was a particular life. mania that uh overtook at, at least the 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 media in brisbane certainly yeah. i think on the on, on the east coast of australia yeah. uh, where everyone would tune in just before the 5 p.m news and caught the last five minutes of, of the bold and the beautiful yeah uh, i'm happy to say that started to happen again has it You're just just low key like no one's no one's making a big deal about it, but suddenly, like, everyone's keeping up with the last five minutes of The Bold and the Beautiful again. It, it, it comes in waves. I'm going to have to look in because, yeah, you would, like, see someone and they'd be talking to, like, an eight-year-old child. Mm. And then the next episode, they'd be like, oh, they're off at school. And then they'll come back and they're 18 or something. Yeah, and they've, and they've cast a 25-year-old actor to play. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Which makes me wonder if we'll see next week. Um, I, I strongly suspect we will. We're going to see uh, Tommy and Billy uh, as kids. Like, they're yeah. not going to be vague. They're going to be kids who can oh, do yeah. cute 80s sitcom style lines. Well, this is the thing, isn't it? It's the 80s, so it's going to be more of it, that. It's Full House, baby. Full House. <gasps> I'm looking forward to the theme song because the theme song to this one was very Brady Bunch. Yes, without, exactly. Without truly being Brady Bunch, but it had like the separate windows of yeah. their characters. It, and there was a clear, a clear nod yeah. to that. So that was on my list as well. I said Brady Bunch theme. And then the final thing on my list was Geraldine's blue eye makeup. I need details. <laughs> I need brand. She, she I was need serving looks. I mean, that whole ensemble was fabulous. The 70s, like the fish pants with the white kind of fluffy top and then that awesome vest. And then her cool. her hair was so gloriously afro, like really in that way that the 70s when a lot more African-American women embraced natural hair and she had this glorious afro and this blue eyeshadow and her skin is just magic. And I was like, I need to know what eyeshadow that is. I need <laughs> that eyeshadow. That's not going to look anywhere nearly as good on me as it will on her. My skin is like an uncooked chicken. It's not going to stand out. It's going to look great. I'm going to look like the chick from the Drew Carey show, but I don't care. I need that eyeshadow. <laughs> So if you know, please call in. I need to I need to get that eyeshadow in my life. Uh, so yeah, that was everything on my list. Fantastic. Well, I think I think we basically covered the episode. We basically it, covered it. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's it, it was like I said, it was sort of a um a bridging episode. Like like we need to get from one state to another. And it also was interesting because they're they're letting a lot more of the overarching plot sort of bleed into the sitcom format. So we we got a sitcom episode this time around. But it wasn't quite as substantial as the first two episodes. Like the first two episodes were very much 
an episode of a sitcom that had little weird things happening around the edges, whereas this yeah. one was very much sort of riding that line between it was a it was a going to have a baby plot. Yeah. But there was a lot of weird stuff sort of yeah. poking oh, into it. On that note, just a couple of things to mm. comment on that I didn't bring up in, in my list. They had the electricity go out and the phones go down and that's all sort of attributed to her pregnancy, fritzing sure. powers. Then they also had like water, like the pipes burst. And then she says, I think my water's just <laughs> Yes, yeah, yeah. Again, is it a metaphor? But then, like, they're hiding under the table from the water. Why didn't she just, like, you know... Well, that's true. But, I mean, like, her, her powers are going crazy. So, I mean, maybe she yeah. couldn't or... And, yeah. then, and then she just gets, like, opens the doors and summons a massive wind and just dries the place instantly. <laughs> like, have you ever been in one of those full-body blow dryers that they have at theme parks with water rides now? I haven't, no. Oh, my God, it's the best fun. It's years ago now, but I went to Movie World and they had, like, a splashdown ride... Uh, and then I think it was like four bucks, five bucks or something to go into this full body air conditioner and you just stand in it. It's like an open box and you stand in it and you get blasted from three sides uh, with hot air. Uh, was it cool? I can't remember, but it was air. Mm. And it was like, ah, <laughs> you're in a winter. <laughs> It was super fun because the, the splashdown rides really can totally soak you. So it was it was a good way to be able to move around without squelching yeah. just a little bit. But then the other thing, I just wanted to briefly talk about vision in this episode. First of all, loved the 70s sideburns and Paul, <laughs> Bettany, Paul Bettany was like rocking a Graham Garden-esque Look. I was going to say, yes, I, I've seen him compared to Graham Garden from The Goodies. So it's oh, have you? Oh, I hadn't even seen that. I'm I'm pleased I picked up on that. I yes, was like, no, that's hair. definitely a thing. Because <laughs> uh, Graham didn't – did Graham have a moustache? I can't remember. No, no, Graham didn't have no, a moustache. He just had the sideburns, didn't he? He had the sideburns. He was rocking the big old sideburns. Oh, I love Graham Garden. He was my favourite <laughs> goodie. <laughs> Although it's really hard to choose because then Tim Brooke Taylor is so good and Bill Oddie is so good. But, Absolutely. Yeah, I know, soft spot for Graham. Yeah, so he, he like, races off to get – the doctor and then races back with him on his back so i mean that's not trying to hide his powers terribly much which is no no he, he just he just takes him in super speed and the the doctor seems to roll with it a little yeah just yeah goes with it uh but then he says you know i we can't escape this small town hmm yeah uh, so whether it's becoming more obvious that that vision and and then there was that moment where he comes in and she's had the first baby and uh, then they go into the kitchen the other two and she says don't don't you want to meet tommy as yourself and he changes his face back to vision yeah that, that was a lovely moment i think that was well he kind of he, it's, it's weirdly played because he comes in and says um oh i missed yeah. it but but you know he's he's being like all, all enamored of, of the twins but you know there, there's something weird there and then he yeah. comes and then she says to him and it's actually a really sweet line she's like don't you want to meet him as yourself which you know in a in a, a show all about reality warping uh, yes is that's right a very interesting line yeah and also i realized you know how last week i said that his hands were hands yes um not robot hands but they, they are just hands painted red yes I worked that out yeah. from the color i was like oh okay vision just has human He's just got, like, metal on his skull. Yeah, he doesn't have, like, metal on his hands. No. Sorry, that mystery was solved for me. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But, yeah, it was interesting where they're like, I just wonder if Vision will start questioning things more. Like, because he was the one reading the pregnancy books and being like, no, it should be this and it should be this. And and then she's like... I think I think he's definitely going to have a few more revelations as the mm. as the series goes on because he I mean we've we've seen that in the trailers like he he's kind of he and uh, Agnes definitely have a talk at a later point 
Um, oh, okay. There's definitely a, a, a conversation that they have, which we've seen in the trailers. That, oh, I haven't seen that, or I can't remember it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there, there's, he's going to keep sort of pushing at the boundaries of what he thinks is going on. Yeah. So that's going to be a through line. Okay. And then you mentioned that the boys could be in for a bad time, the twins. Potentially. Potentially. Yeah. They might not. There's ways that they could be okay but it just it, i i think if, the, if this is playing out the way that i think it's going to play out we mm. might, they, it might be not great for wonder <laughs> and just another one because we sort of did touch on briefly there that she said i was a twin and that's yes. when things kind of change for her and uh, geraldine because geraldine that when... drops ultron she yeah goes, that's that's yeah sorry by, by ultron, oh my god right? yeah exactly sorry that, that was the other thing i wanted to mention of yeah. course yeah she actually he was killed by ultron and she's like what did you say and she's like oh nothing uh, nothing what uh <laughs> but is that the first time that she's sort of mentioned him since he died or uh I mean, yeah well i mean basically i mean certainly on screen i mean yeah yeah and it's almost like she's sort of been uh pushing it away from herself mm. anyway yes <laughs> so, no, another another little detail about what, what might be going on so maybe geraldine was coming in to try to remind her of what's actually happened hey you you're a you, do you remember this thing that actually happened to you? Mm. You know now, and she, and she clearly does, and she recoils from it. Yeah, she doesn't. But she had the memory herself first. Yeah, and, she did. She did exactly. Yeah. And, and her having the memory seemed to open up Geraldine to also have like memories of something outside Westview. Yeah. It was like okay. she sort of let go for a bit, and she started. She started singing in Sokovian to yes, Tommy and Billy. Yes, the little Sokovian lullaby. I'm yeah. sure somebody. I'm sure somebody on the internet has identified what that was or translated <laughs> yeah. it or something. Yeah, I haven't. I haven't seen that. I think it was just. Yeah, it was just a, a little lullaby she was singing. But yeah, no, it's again, it's interesting that that she sort of let herself remember the outside world, and so that sort of opened Geraldine up to also remember the outside world. And then as soon as she did, that kind of threatened what was going on and so Geraldine had to leave had to leave and how do you reckon she was she was obviously thrown out in some way but just propelled yeah, well, out just, or... just sort of ejected yeah she just kind of gets like physically ejected from Westview catapulted out of there yeah <laughs> Uh, all right, well, we've made our predictions for the uh, advert, advert next week. We sort of think we'll have some Full House-style activities with the kids. Yeah, obviously maybe find out more about who Geraldine is or what her what that outside mob are doing. Because there's only nine episodes in this series, isn't there? So we're, That's it, so three down. Yeah, we're, we're, we're at the, the end of the first act, basically. Yeah, we're one-third in. Well, Stu, thank you very much for joining me for Raven Vision. <laughs> 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 I'm just calling it Raven on Ra- Ra- WandaVision. Raven WandaVision. It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make torture it some more. Don't think about it too much. Uh, thank you so much. Uh, if you are listening, hopefully you're enjoying the WandaVision uh, subsection of the Raven on podcast. <laughs> I'm at Girl Clumsy on Twitter. Stu is at Disco Stew. Facebook.com uh, slash Natalie's Throne. Oh, hey, you tweeted about that uh, Duncan Egg show, speaking of, of Thrones. Yeah, yeah, if we want to do this now. <laughs> Why not? As a, yeah, coder, sure. as a coder. Very cool. Um, So that we've, they've already announced – So. That they did an interesting little thing because they they were going to do a prequel series set basically documenting the fall of of old Valyria in Game of Thrones. So that that was what it was going to be. Is that not still going ahead? Well, all the publicity came out and suddenly it was the Dance of Dragons, right? Which was much later, once the Targaryens became kings of Westeros, was basically the Targaryen Civil War. Yes, okay. I got confused there then. Yeah, so so did I. I I was like, oh, okay. I, I thought they were doing something different. 
different. But basically, so that's going to be House of the Dragon, which makes more sense, I guess, because it's a bit more familiar to us. But then they've also announced that this second prequel series is also going to go ahead, which is the Duncan Egg stories, right? So it's 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 this hedge knight called Sir Duncan the Tall who finds this uh, little kid called this little bald kid called Egg who uh, is it, like ha- happens as his squire and they they wander about Westeros having adventures. It, it basically uh, George R. R. Martin wrote three novellas which have been collected into a collected book called The Night of the Seven Kingdoms, which is very cool and they're they're very cool and you don't necessarily need to know anything about the rest like Game of Thrones proper to follow the stories but if you have seen Game of Thrones a lot of the stuff is going to be like interesting but it's set like a generation before the events of Game of Thrones so Mm. nothing that happens in it specifically affects what happens later so actually it's a genius choice of prequel and i've always said they're the ones you should go for like that's obviously the ones you should do so i'm really happy that they're going to do it because like i I really like the stories there's a lot of material there and it could be really cool and it would be a, a recognizable show in a way that the other show possibly won't be it'll be much more sort of high fantasy but it sounds like it's more comedic or at least more light hearted maybe um it it can be yeah i mean well it's not it's not specifically more comedic it's just that you know they're they're sort of an odd couple so so dunk is like you know quite tall and egg is this little kid you know and they they kind of make this odd couple wandering around he's he's a king isn't he isn't he Aegon? isn't that the whole point or uh yeah well i mean i'm not sure whether that's going to be a i'm not sure i I was trying to sort of dance around that oh sorry it turns out out he is We're into we're into book spoilers at that point. Oh um, no! But yes, no, it, it turns out I, I oh, don't it, think it'll yeah, be it a says, massive it thing. It says but... here in the media story a young Aegon V Targaryen. Oh egg. really? What they yeah. just let that out there? Okay. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. That's that's the reveal in the first story is that is that he he meets this kid and he's shaved bald because he has the the jet white Targaryen hair that would immediately right. sort of reg, uh, you know, but identify him. But he's the youngest son, right? So so he's not in line for the throne he's the youngest targaryen son who needs to go out and learn how the world works and so he attaches himself to this hedge knight who is wandering around westeros sort of pledging his sword to various causes so yeah no it's, it's fun it's a fun series that could be really that could be really cool if they if they make it i hope they do well it says here in the story that the casting for house of the dragons has already been announced which i hadn't seen yes the, um uh, matt, matt smith, smith. Is in it as Daemon Targaryen. So who is Daemon Targaryen? He's a younger brother to King Viserys and heir to the throne. So this is 300 years before Game of Thrones? It's like the... This is the the civil war that killed off all the dragons. So this civil war that we're going to see in House of the Dragon is the reason there aren't dragons by the time we get to Game of Thrones. Oh, okay. All right. Um, There's a massive Targaryen civil war with everyone taking sides. And they literally have, like, dragon battles. It's going to be awesome high fantasy dragon battles. I can't wait. Okay. They're going full, uh, what do you call it, full full special effects then? Absolutely, yeah. Okay. It also stars a girl called Olivia Cook, uh, who's in Bates Motel, and she was in Becky Sharp in Vanity Fair, which I haven't seen that one. She looks like a good Becky Sharp. <laughs> oh, it's so – it's one of these things where all these people who are now, like, getting major roles and things are all born in the 90s, and it freaks yes. me out. It freaks <laughs> me out. Yes. 
Um, Only going to get worse, Natalie. I know. It's terrible. Aging sucks. There's very little to recommend it. I shouldn't say that. <laughs> I should say that. As we record, today was my grandmother's 96th birthday. Oh, well, Happy Queen, birthday to Queen Pat. Queen Pat, still kicking on. So we went to the casino today and she uh, had a bit of a win on the pokies. And by a bit of a win, she played for about five hours and only lost 40 bucks, which is pretty good. <laughs> I also want to just say to everybody, if you do not like the pokies, that is absolutely fair, and I totally understand they're terrible things. Um, but it's there's a small family tradition, so I'm you know just let's let's all chill on that one. Nobody oh, got we hurt. Can, we can dispense with that. I think <laughs> I think if anyone has the the problem with you going to the pokies with your 96 year old grandma, <laughs> they can stop listening to the show. It's fine. Uh, we will talk next week then, Stu. We will have more WandaVision. Absolutely, we will. And, uh, yes, stay tuned. Keep listening. Thank you so much. Uh, Patreon.com slash girlclumsy if you're interested. Thank you to everyone who uh, supports there. And uh, what's our sign out for this? What do you do? We don't know. It didn't happen this episode. Well, yeah, well, we could just say We could just keep saying it. Natalie, who's doing this to you? Who's doing this to you, Stu? Who's doing this to you, Stu? It's me, isn't it? I'm making stupid <laughs> <laughs> All right. We will see you next week, everyone. Bye.